Hi, this is Randy Rose, and you're listening to The Johnny Taco Show. Welcome to Origin Stories. I am Johnny Tacos, your host today. And today we have Harry Love. Harry Love is from a Florida Christian band called Harry Love and the Hell Stompers. Before I have Harry on the, on the show today, I just want to let you know that Battle of the Bands registration is coming to a close at September 9th. September the 9th is the last time your band can be registered for the event. The event is going to be taking place at the Platinum Music Complex in North Richland Hills. Look it up on Facebook, Platinum Music Complex, N-R-L, North Richland Hills, N-L-H, N-L-H. That's the correct thing. You know what? I'm just going to keep going. Because this is the 15th, epi- uh, 15th recording of this intro. Also, to let you know that next month on the 23rd is my second annual Metal Grace. And you know what? I wanted to mix it up this year and have all different type of genres. So I'm pretty excited about this. It's going to be in Grand Prairie at Victory Fellowship. A awesome small church with a big heart and the big heart for Jesus Christ. And they're, they're just there to disciple new disciples. They're there to plant the seed to flourish out there into the world. Uh, I'm just really happy that they accepted the new concert uh, to their establishment and I just wanted to reach out and just just say a, a huge thank you to Victory Fellowship. And I can't wait for that show to uh, to come in and to go through and us have just a blast celebrating Jesus and just celebrating each other because we are a family of Christ. Other than that, uh, we do have disciple tickets. I have disciple tickets giveaway. Uh, it is for November 18th and that right there to see disciple, you'll see 13 minutes. And I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have one other, uh, band there. I'm trying to remember who it is. I think it might be chaotic resemblance. I am not sure about that, but back to the battle of the bands. You know what? Uh, Platinum Music Complex was so awesome into donating two hours of prime, I'm saying prime studio time. You know, when you're paying a hundred and something, 200 an hour to make that music just sound so pristine. And, you know, you just, it it just, it's, it's a reward in itself because you are doing what God wants you to do with your gift. And what makes it better 
is to to make it refined, make it look awesome, make it into a nice little gift for God, right? We, we want to make sure our 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 worship is just perfect and and I know that that we all strive to be uh better, better selves for God. But you know, the one thing I want to say before we get to Green Pastures, which is a song by Harry Love and the Hell Stompers, is that I I had a recent I went to a recent church and they they were talking about Jesus and what Jesus did not say. And Jesus did not say follow your heart because you know you look into the Bible, it says the heart is a deceiver. Have you ever like followed your heart uh, for a uh, you know a chance to meet someone, to fall in love with someone that's a uh, halfway around the world, and then you figure out that hey, I should have listened to reason, I should have listened to you know things that that should have um, made common sense that God was telling me, and then things didn't work out, or you know uh, you you follow your heart and it ends into an addiction into, you know, fornication, just like the uh, adulteress that the uh, Pharisees um, brought in front of Jesus. You know, she followed her heart. Maybe she told that, maybe the guy said, hey, you know, I will love you. I will leave my wife if you did these things. And turns out she was the only one that had the, um, was caught. So, and and put in front of Jesus and Jesus said whoever whoever does not sin I'm paraphrasing it whoever does not sin cast the first stone and then you start seeing them all scatter away because Jesus was sitting there writing and just was talking and then he looked at the harlot or lady I call her lady she looked at the lady and said um, are there anybody here that you know condemns you and she goes no and he goes, leave and sin no more. So, you know, Jesus and God, you know, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, you know, a very forgiving and very loving Father that we need in our life. And, you know, and, and it all goes down to, you know, forgiveness. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect. And it shows and everyday events. So I just want to do a quick uh, prayer before we go into the song here. And I and I tell you, Green Pastures is an awesome song. I, I'm pretty excited. I'm a metalhead by heart, but you know this this has a a um, a warm feeling in, in my soul. And I just want y'all to listen to it and worship. But here, here's the here's the prayer, Lord. Please forgive us for our sins. Our heart is not always the right way to do it. Our heart tends to lead us into temptation, into addiction, because our heart is is built on raw emotion. It's not built on logic. It's not built on the intelligence that you have, Lord. We need to follow you and not follow our hearts because our hearts will deceive us because our eyes get blinded when when that takes over our thoughts get impaired 
when that goes uh, through. But with you, we see clearer. We see we see clarity. We we see the mountains after the rain, uh, after the fog goes away. Lord, make us whole. Make us strong. Make us not rely on our heart, but rely on you. In your name, amen. All right, here we go with Green Pastures. And I am Johnny Tacos, and I am so happy that you have uh, decided to listen to this podcast. And if you like this show and you like, um, you know, and you like to hear more episodes like this, please like, subscribe, and share. So not only you get the, the word, but, you know, others will too. And others that love music, you know. There, there, there's so much great music on this podcast. I met so many great people. So enough of me. Let's let's get to worship now. Here is Green Pastures by Harry Love and the Hell Stompers. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy and praise the Lord, for He is the light.
an informative episode of origin stories today we take seriousness to the level of 11 because that is exactly what people do when they do concerts they put it to 11 why couldn't you do it 12 because there's only 11 anyways we have a a hell stomper here the man who steps on the on the devil's neck every time he goes out and performs and ministers we have Harry Love from Harry Love and the Hell Stompers. Give him a round of applause. There. There. There's your applause. Thanks. I appreciate uh, that. Hey, buddy. It's been an uh, interview in the long making. Uh, I think we started talking back, what, a year ago? Yeah, I was I was talking um, with, with my pastor and with my wife, and I was like, this is something that's been like kind of in the making for a year. Um, and we were trying, long story short, I was really busy when you first reached out to me because we had a whole bunch of shows and then, and like we were doing some new material. So we were doing a lot of practice. Like when I would have had time to do the podcast, we were doing a whole bunch of uh, practices and then we started recording to release the the Faith Like a Child album, which just came out May 27th. And then I was like, I'm going to take a couple weeks off. Because <laughs> that was, uh, I so that one I, I recorded and produced uh, all on my own. And uh, mixed it myself. I had a buddy, I had my, my good buddy Jordan Saylor uh, master it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a long process learned a lot in that recording process like i i just did a demo for another another friend of mine i did a demo for him his wife needed to write a song for his birthday and i i did like just like a demo and i was like man that was a demo that took me like a fraction of the time that everything took to do a song on uh on the album and it still it sound like i was like man it sounds like just as good as some of the stuff on the album so we're working on some new songs. Um, working on writing some new songs. So hopefully the next album, when it comes out, it's going to sound a little bit more, a little bit more polished. And you know what? That is a great album. Uh, you know, I had the, I had the privilege of uh, actually sitting down and just listening. And I can tell the difference of, of your musical preferences as well as uh, a lot of your inspirations uh, that growing yeah. up had. And uh, who are some of your inspirations when you were growing up? So, so I tell this I tell this story a lot because I, I gig out and people are like well, you know like why are you doing this? Because I'm a, I'm a full time I'm a full time musician between uh, mixing and recording. Um, I lead worship here. You can kind of see the sign behind me, One Fire Church. 
uh, I lead worship here and um, I gig out and teach lessons. And so people are always like, well, why did you learn to play guitar? And um, my dad was actually borrowing this. It was this like 60, honestly, it was like a, a late 60s model um, Fender Stratocaster, mm. like all original. Um, he was borrowing it from our from our our friend, our family friends, uh, the Stinsons, uh, Mr. Jim. And Jim was actually playing bass in a worship band with my dad at the time. And I remember I just kept like sneaking into his room and he had it like he kept it under his bed so that we didn't like get into it. And I kept run, like I kept going in there like after school and I would just like hold it. I was like I, I, I saw my dad like messing with it one time. And I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. And so finally, after like the third or fourth time, my dad caught me in there just holding this like mad expensive guitar, which this was probably in the early 2000s. I can only imagine what that guitar is worth now. Um, he was like, we got to get Harry his own guitar. He's going to break Jim's guitar and I'm not going to be able to replace it. <laughs> and so they got me this like cheap first act black Stratocaster. Um, and I took lessons for a while, but the guy that I was taking lessons from was, was kind of a jerk. Um, it was at like a local music store that I don't think is in business anymore. And the, I was an inconvenience to the guy when we got there. He was outside smoking a cigarette and he would beat us out the door to go smoke. Like he would have a, a cigarette lit up by the time we got out the door. And um, long story short, my dad was like, you're not enjoying this. We're going to find you a, a better or a better guitar instructor because I was progressing. But then I, I took I took time off playing guitar and I didn't really pick it up. And I actually got kind of in like into like hip hop type stuff. And then I remember one day um, I was at home. I was watching like VH1 or something like that or MTV. And there was this documentary on Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, I think I was like 12. Uh, and I had never heard of Jimi Hendrix. I had no idea who Jimi Hendrix was. And I saw it and I was like seeing all the stuff he was doing with, with his guitar. And I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I, I, I said these words like I said, I, if I had a guitar, I could do that, right? I had completely forgotten that my parents had gotten me a guitar at Christmas because I had like I had just put it down. I wasn't, um, I wasn't using it, you know. So I, I complete like for real, completely forgot. And I went into my bedroom and I laid down on my bed and I was like, man, I wish I had a guitar, right? And then over in the corner covered up with junk was my first act Stratocaster knockoff. And I was like, Holy crap, I have a guitar. Right. And so I, I fished that out and then remembered that I had an amp somewhere and fished that out and just plugged it in and just started beating the crap out of the guitar. And I really had no idea what I was doing. Like I, I remembered a few of the chords from my lessons. Um, but I didn't remember what they were called. Like I was playing like an E minor and G and C and D, but I didn't know that they were called that because I had forgotten everything. And I like my dad came home and I was just like, like so loud playing guitar. And he was like, Hey, he was like, what's up? And I was like, do you know who Jimi Hendrix is dad? <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, how do you know who Jimi Hendrix is? And I was like, I saw this thing on, I saw this thing on the TV and blah, 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 blah. 
and so he actually had a couple of couple of old like like uh cds uh that he gave me that were Jimi hendrix cds and like are you like are you experienced and then like there was like a, a greatest hits collection thing that he gave me um which had all the all the hits on there like uh all along the watchtower purple haze crosstown traffic uh voodoo child all those so uh, guitar just like consumed me for the rest of my life really um and I mean, I started, I started listening to my dad was like, all right, you're, you're wearing me out with this Jimi Hendrix CD. Cause I only wanted to listen to that one Jimi Hendrix CD. And he was like, he was like, you gotta, he's like, you gotta expand your horizons to your Harry. And so he gave me like some Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, gave me a lot of Allman Brothers stuff. He had this like box set of Allman Brothers stuff. I probably listened to like every Allman Brothers song ever written. Um, can't can't play them all or know the words to all of them, but Allman Brothers, uh, Leonard Skinner, uh, bands like that, uh, you know, some CCR, and like the the kind of Southern rock bands of the the seventies era. Um, and I always listened to the older music, and I I never really never really was too into newer music until high school. Uh, got into uh, bands like Kings of Leon, uh, Manchester Orchestra, uh, Band Band of Horses, uh, some stuff like that, and then um, I started. I, I I mean, so I went to church my whole life um, and got saved around the time I was seventeen or so. Like realized that it was more than just like a a tradition of like this thing we did where we went to church on Sunday. Um, and I started writing music not long after that, and um, I had a lot of I had a lot of friends um, who were still in the world um, who listened to all the same kind of music that I did, and I was like, I want to write I want to write Christian music that they would listen to, you know, like because because Chris Tomlin is great and all that, but somebody who's lost isn't necessarily going to vibe with that. And like, I mean, I love like the big worship bands like Bethel and Elevation and uh, Maverick City and all that stuff. But most of the time, like a non-believer or somebody who was a believer, but kind of got uh, tired of church because of church people, they're not going to really listen to that stuff because it's church music. you know. Yeah. And I completely understand it because I, too, once, uh, you know, just listened to secular music all the time you know even when growing up we were christians but we weren't church going everyday christians you know uh yeah. so i listened to secular music and then people were like well you need listen you start need to listen to christian music and then when i started listening to it, it's like i don't know it's, it, to me it didn't resonate with me because i grew up like you did i grew up in in rock and roll and you know, yeah. really catchy riffs and, uh, you know, just a, a rhythm to it. But uh, yeah. it's just like Christian movies, too. If you watch it, mm -hmm. they they tend to get a little bit cheesy because, uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they got to watch their P's and Q's, which I understand mm -hmm. it, but you can still make an, an awesome Christian music that, that simulates uh, the world, uh, you know, the the way the world is, but 
simulated as Christian music, you know, which, yeah. which comes, you know, with your band, you know, it's a highly Christian band. It's, it's, it's praise music. It's worship music, but it, it has a, a way where you can, you get lost dancing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know and uh, that's what, that's what I wrote it. I wrote, I wrote it for, hoping for feedback like that. So that's, that's, um, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that, I'm glad that that's, that's how it spoke to you. You know, I aim to please, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but look, listen, don't, don't blow any smoke up my dress. Just, uh, just, just be honest with me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's what the world needs. It, it needs more music that people are that, that grew up listening to, but then, but it has a positive message, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's not one of those ones where, uh, you you just uh just throw it in their face you know because some people don't react to throwing scriptures and yeah, throwing yeah. all that to yeah. and what you're aiming for is the lost you, you know you you if you go to a church and just sing t to a bunch of people that go to church every day you're not doing what god wants you to do to go out and flourish and to uh bring yeah. the lost back so you go yeah. you go to concerts, right? You go to concerts to a couple of secular bands, right? Yeah, I've I, I've done uh, I've done concerts with secular bands before. Um, right now, the band is kind of in a transition um, because my my drummer Kyle uh, is going back to school to be a mechanical engineer, so he's he's really busy. Actually, Tim Spencer from Aura Street Mission Band. Um, which is how we got connected has been playing drums uh he's been filling in for me on drums um but i've so when that started happening um and with COVID and all that stuff like it was just hard to get people together um and we were not playing out and so we weren't really practicing a whole bunch and i started doing um most of my gigging now excuse me is um is I'm out at secular events um, and I'm playing, I'm playing that music I grew up on. You know, I'm, I'm playing uh, and I always try to play with, with most of the stuff that I do. I try to play something that has some kind of greater, like greater meaning, you know, like uh, I play this, I play a Brooks and Dunn song called uh, Believe. Um, I, pray, I play Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw um songs that songs that make you like think about life is is kind of what i try to do and i don't i don't that's not all i play like i do play some i do play like more upbeat stuff um i play a lot of chris stapleton um but everything that i do i try to keep it i try to keep it clean and then also since i since i recorded my own album i have backing tracks for all the stuff that i that i did and so I sprinkle in all my songs and I just say like, Hey, these, this is a, these are, these are originals uh, from a, from an album I just released in May. If you like it, you know, I've, I've got like a QR code that I travel with. If, if you like it, like, Hey, you can scan this QR code right here and you guys, you guys can listen, you guys can check them out. And you know, that's awesome because there are so many secular artists out there that their music do does have a deep meaning. 
you yeah. know, and it, and to a point where it's almost spiritual because, you know, Chris uh, Stapleton's a Christian, you know, yeah. Tim McGraw, you know, a lot of the country uh, musicians are have yeah. Christian roots. You know, they might not mm-hmm. uh, say, you know, I'm a Christian band, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll come up with some cr- great Christian music. Yeah. And I, and, um, like, uh, like that song, uh, the Chris Stapleton song, daddy doesn't pray anymore. I don't, I don't play that one out. That one's a little too, that one's a little too sad, uh, to play out. Cause I mean, most of the places that I play are, um, are technically like they're bar and grill type places, they're restaurants. Um, there's a place local to me here called the villages. Um, it's about 30 minutes from where I live. Um, it's a huge, it's like the retirement capital of the world. I don't know if, if you get, cause you're in, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, but it's like, they have national like advertisements for the villages. Like people like move down all of the time from, from everywhere to retire in the villages. Um, and so, but they have they have entertainment 365 days a year, and so it's a great place for me, you know, because I they they pay pretty well, and it's 30 minutes away, and it's all I all I do is load up my my little I got like a, a turbo sound, load up my electric guitar and my backing tracks, and I go out and I you know I play and it's a good time, but it's crazy because all those people, um, like they hear my songs uh my originals they hear the songs that i that i choose that aren't that are covers and they're i i always have somebody who's talking to me about my my faith their faith um and even if it's like i remember one time i went um and this this couple wasn't coming so a couple of them are in they have like community centers um, and then they have a restaurant and there's, there's one called Finney grill. And at Finney you play outside and there's like a, there's like a porch area to eat on and they have like a community pool and stuff like that. And these people heard me from the pool and they came out and I was playing a little bit. And then I, I always try to play like an original song and then take a break so that I can like talk with people about the song. Like I'm, I'm pretty strategic in the way that I do it. Um, and I played an original song. I can't even remember which one it was, but they were like, well, like they were like almost in tears. It was this married couple. And they were like, man, we've got to get back to church. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, I didn't say nothing about church. Like, but they just heard the, the met. They were like, man, that was a, that was a song about God. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, you know, that's what I do, you know? And they were like, wow, that was so, that was so impactful that we needed to hear that. We, you know, and they were like, they were like really touched by the song, which I mean, praise, praise God. Like I, I'm, I'm not like a a songwriter where I can say, okay, I'm going to go into my studio at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning and I'm going to leave with a song at noon. Right. Like I get, I get my, like, I, I call I call my songs like downloads, right? Because like, I'll be doing something that has nothing to do with music. And then all of a sudden I'll get this melody, right? I'll get a, a chorus or something. 
I, they always start out as, as choruses, but they don't always end up as choruses. But I'll get this lyric and I'm like, oh man, like I gotta, I gotta write that down. Or like, I love, I love like singing into my iPhone and like having a voice memo. Cause then I can remember the melody that initially came. But like, so there's, there's the song, one of the songs I sent you, you visited me. Um, I was trying to go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, okay, what do you like? What What's going on? God, like what you're, you're talking, you're trying to talk to me about something. And I just had this, like, I, I can't even really remember how it ex- exactly happened. Um, I don't think I went out on the, on the couch and was reading my Bible, although I'll do that a lot when I'm, when I can't sleep, but I was like praying and I got this revelation of when, when Jesus is separating the sheeps and the goats and he's, and he says, you know, I was, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was thirsty. And you gave me something to drink. I was sick. You came and visited me and I was, I was in prison and you came and visited me and I was sick and in, in, in prison and, and you visited me and like and he says to the goats he says to the sheep you know well done like enter in enter, enter into my rest and then he says he says the same thing with the opposite to the goats and they were like yo like didn't we cast out like demons in your name did we heal the sick like we did all these things like in the name of jesus but he says depart from me i never knew you and I kind of had this like this revelation of the reason that we're supposed to go and visit people is because God first visited us. You know, God like God came and visited me like when I was uh, a person with no people group, having no hope, um, lost in the world, you know, like. And so as freely as I received his grace, I'm supposed to freely give his grace, you know. And that's the thing about like being a, being a hell stomper, you know, like um, people always ask, like, how did you come up with that? And there's a, there's a, there's a story for that maybe later. Um, But like the reason that at first I didn't like it, I didn't come up with it. Somebody, uh, my, my pastor came up with it, but the reason it stuck was because I was like, man, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, like, and it, and it has more of like an aggressive overtone than like be the light of the world. But when you're the light of the world, you are a city set on a hill and like darkness, darkness can't combat the light. Like, like I've heard this a whole bunch being in church, growing up in church, but we, um, when you turn on the lights, like there isn't like a battle for the darkness to leave. Like the darkness just leaves when you turn the lights on. And so like when we're the light, like what we're doing is we're exposing the works of darkness and we're, um, you know, like we're, we're stomping on hell and people have, people have come to me. I, I they stopped doing it. Um, people come to me like, you know, you can't physically stomp out hell the place because it's an eternal place. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying like, let's, let's destroy the strongholds and, and the, the, the powers of powers and principalities that are set up here on earth. Let's, let's tear down the kingdom of darkness on earth and establish the kingdom of, of God, you know, the kingdom of heaven. Uh-huh. So that's what it's about. Yeah. And you know, to me, it's amazing that one little light, like you can light up a match in pitch black and mm-hmm. that light, uh, you see almost everything just like in an instant because of that one small light. 
you're, you're able yeah. to see. Yeah. How many times have we been in the dark somewhere and, and our, our phone on our flashlight or flashlight on our phone, like, and those things aren't really all that bright, you know what I mean? But they light up the whole, it's like great that they're not all that bright. Cause like, I mean, I have kids, like I'm fumbling around in the darkness looking for something like, and I just turn on the light on my phone and it's like, okay, I can find that without turning on the lights in my living room. And then maybe waking up my kid, the, the light going under their door and then waking up. But yeah. So. Hey, and that new album, is that your child? Yeah. That's my daughter, Hannah. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. She's so, yeah, so, so adorable. We, yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's really cute and she, and she really knows it. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's something else. She's, she's just like, she's, she's just like me. And so she's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. And it's like, she's so sweet. We just had, we just had my son Levi in December. Um, and like, she wants to like the, the only time she really gets in trouble with Levi is like, she's trying to play with him. Like he's two and a half instead of seven months old or eight months old or whatever he is now, you know? And so, uh, so she like we're like hey he's a he's a baby still like you know he's like he's crawling around and all that stuff and he's scooting all over the house but like he you can't just like yoke him up like that because he's <laughs> he's still a little guy you know he's 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 trying but he's still he's not quite there yet so yeah it's just amazing to watch children and how excited they are just to be alive and excited to be around new people or their their family and. It's just mm -hmm. the light, the light of the li light of yeah. the life, you know, is, is, is right there. And, and people that, um, you know, try to keep that light, they're, they're used so much. And, and that's what I believe, cause we are all children of God. So we should be excited like your daughter, just excited to help uh, other people, you know, help other people, brothers, sisters of Christ be able to walk and, and help them come up to where you're at. You know, and that's yeah. what we need. We need to lead by that example as a church. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And, that's that's kind of. That, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, you know, because uh, the the song that I started with Green Pastures, you know, that was yeah. the song I started the show off with, and because um, uh, what 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 is that? We'll talk about that song here in a second. We're going to go to a break but i instead of doing my commercial breaks i want to do the tired because i feel like there's some people in the world that um that are not just physically exhausted but spiritually yeah. exhausted because there's so much in the world that is um is so draining to your 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 faith your spirituality your 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 family it just it just drains and you need that that biblical recharge you need that charge you need to talk to Jesus every morning and just yeah. thank you know thank him for the for everything because you need that recharge you can't just be charged on a on a Sunday you charge your phone on a Sunday and don't charge it all week what happens ends up dying dude, that my, Sunday night yeah mine would, would die Sunday night dude my smartphone <laughs> melts man that, like. Yeah, I got I got to roll the car charger all the time because I mean I'm in yeah I'm a, I'm a full time musician but I'm I mean I'm the worship pastor here and I'm kind of the right hand man at 
at one fire. When you're in ministry, man, your phone's blowing up 24 seven. Cause my, my wife and I do the youth here too. And, and it's like the kids are texting you, pastors texting you. Hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? Anybody that's using the sound equipment is texting me. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, people don't really tell you all the hats you wear being a worship leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the hats, yeah. that is a killer hat there. I'm a hat guy. Thanks, man. Yeah, I I have to send. I got one. I've got one left of these order of hats, and I'm. I'll send you. I'll send it to you. All right. Um, well, let, because let's... I need. I'm gonna get some more. This this is a this is this is a, a special order. When I'll, I'll when we come back from the from the break, I'll show you the one I'm gonna send you. All right. But, cool. All right. So we'll go to break. We're gonna uh, start with tired with Harry Love and the Hell Stompers. Let's get the stomping, guys. Spinning my wheels, sinking down in my sand. I'm so far gone, don't know where to begin. Out in the cold, so alone and afraid. But even I know there's got to be better way so tired I fell on my knees save me please Lord I cried I've been running so long I feel just like I've died I'm tired of this life and I'm tired of this pain I don't want to go back Down that road again Lord, I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired Of that way of Oh 
that was tired. So, you know what? I am not tired. I'm kind of pumped up, man. This interview is getting me pumped up. I think Jesus, I know Jesus is uh, through this uh, interview right now. The Holy Spirit is just pumping through here. He's he's like, you know what? I'm, I want you to keep on hell stomping. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, hell stomping, the the name you yeah. said you said there was a backstory to that to the uh, to the name. So, yeah. So this was actually before like a, a band really ever formed. Um, I have a I have a really old album out called Dead Will Rise that I put out with with a buddy, um, with my buddy Cody Troche. Um, that's all. It's all original tunes. There's some that you'll see with the Harry Love and the Hell Stomper stuff. Um, but it's just under, under my name, Harry Love. Um, and I didn't really have a band, uh, f- like formed yet. And Eustis, the, the town I'm in here, Eustis, Florida, they have this thing called the, the busking festival, which if, if you guys don't know what busking is, it's like street performing. And so we were like, Hey, let's go, let's go be a part of the buskers festival. And so really what we did was we took kind of the, the worship team that we had at the time. Um, and we were just going to do like an acoustic thing. Uh, pastor John, the, the pastor here, he, he plays a, a cajon and, and a djembe. And so he played the cajon and then my buddy Juwan played djembe for us. And we went out and we played the busking festival, but we didn't have a name. And so John Tompkins, the the pastor, he he wrote in he wrote in there like uh, Harry Love and the Hell Stompers or something like that. And I was like, man, what? Like I don't like because like, like I said, it, it took a while for it to grow on me. I was kind of like, man, I don't know. Like we like I don't know. That kind of kind of seems like it seems like too it's too long. I had all these reasons for not liking it. Um, and he was like, what's like, what's wrong with it? But, and like, I was like, I don't know, whatever. And I was like, we'll just, we'll just roll with it. Cause I don't have anything. I don't have anything better to, to, to put anyways. And so we were kind of rolling with it. And then we went to go play. We got to play like two sets out on the streets of Eustis. And we went to go play our first set. And John like stands up on his box drum right before our first song. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, boys. And, like he gives this like full on, like, Barnum and Bailey, like circus, <laughs> like uh, introduction. And I was like, it was, I was like, man, that's, that was like, I was like, that was sick. Dude. That was so cool. And he, but like, he, he wasn't like, you know, come see the bearded lady, come, come here, you know, Harry Love play music. It was like, like, we're out here to, to shine the light and stomp on the kingdom of darkness. Cause, cause every, everybody out here needs to know that, that Jesus is king. And like, and he like, like preached the gospel in like a little two, like a little two minute, like power sermon, just like, bam. And then he was like, we are hair loving hell stompers. And we started playing. I was like, man, like that got me fired up, dude. And so then I was like, okay, maybe it's like, maybe it's growing on me. And then after that, after the, the buskers festival, I was like, I don't know still. Cause then he told me that there used to be this, uh, this punk rock band called the hell stompers. It was from like Europe somewhere. I can't remember if it was like Great Britain or or like Germany or the two things that I want to say. But they got banned from playing in the United States because I guess like something happened where like a riot started after one of their concerts or something like that. And I was like, man, we're a Christian band, dude. Like we can't be like we can't be named after this band that started a riot or something and can't play like 
can't play in the United States. And he was like, no, nah, man, it'll be cool, blah, 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 blah. And, or they, they were, yeah, they were something like the Hell Stompers. But I was like, I was like, man, like, that's crazy. And, but then it just like, kind of like, kind of kept growing. Like people, like people, people really like picked up and ran with it. And I was like, there's, there's no sense fighting it. Like, it's like, it's awesome. It's what we do. Like, I might as well just, just roll with it. So, yeah, I was I was looking at when when I first heard uh, Harry Love and the and the Hell Stompers, I was thinking of a, a swing band like Brian Setzler, like you're yeah. doing, doing the like the Stray Cats or or just yeah. just like uh, having a lot of horn and and all that. And then I listened to it, I was like, well, this is not swing. This is this is rock. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and that and that was part. I think that was part of the reason that I was like, I don't know. Like it doesn't, and like back then I was, I was playing like more like straight, like rock and roll, kind of more alternative rock and roll that was more like Kings of Leon and Manchester Orchestra, like kind of that indie rock uh, scene. Um, but now like with songs like You Visited Me and, and Tired and like Green Pastures, it's kind of getting, it's kind of getting back to my roots of like the Southern rock stuff. And so the name actually, I feel like the name actually kind of fits a little bit better. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking around this idea of writing this song that's like all about, like it's about like stomping on hell. Like I, I envision it being a, like an album intro um, or like a song called like Lace Up Your Boots or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just it's just awesome to see uh christian bands taking on uh you know secular um music and just just owning it you know you have uh many different artists out there and and that's what i love about my shows i love bringing you know new artists with their their art their gift that god has given them to to go out and minister at praise his name yeah. with with music and what I've learned over the years is, you know, God wants you to go out there. He wants you to be out there and, and he wants you to, to, to praise him, to, to have, to get people fired up for, for the kingdom. And, Amen. and with that, with your gift, what you do is you, you use that gift. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't use that gift, you don't feel, you don't feel fulfilled. Did you ever take a break off and, and, you know, from your gift and then yeah. you felt you're like, oh man, I, I really, I really don't feel very well. You know, I don't feel like my, my mind, uh, in my mind that I'm, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I kind of feel isolated and alone. Yeah. So actually that's kind of what the song tired is about. Um, I, I had been praying for a long time, like that I would meet, meet the woman that God wanted me to marry. Um, and I had, I had a couple of relationships that I, that didn't really pan out the way I thought that they would. Um, I mean, and now like looking back on it, like I'm not surprised. Um, but I kind of grew weary in the waiting, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I got really, I got upset with God and I was, I was still, I was still leading worship here at, at one fire. Um, I was playing out at other places, leading worship, hell stompers were still, were still going on. Um, 
and but I I had just I got away from really really reading my Bible, really seeking the Lord, and really operating in my in my giftings. Yeah, I was still playing music, but it was kind of it was it was flat, and I could tell like, and I. I, I hate saying stuff like this. Um, so like I say this with all humility, um, even though it might not sound like it, like I'm, I, I work very hard at my craft and I'm, I'm, I'm a gifted musician and like, and, and for real, I say that, I say that in the humblest way I can, but because God, and it's, and it's all because God has gifted me. Like it's all because God's God has given me that potential, but because of that, I was able to kind of coast through worship services and worship nights and nobody really knew that anything was wrong. Like um, for years, I was not, not years for for about a year. I was I was like a closet alcoholic and leading like leading worship here on Friday nights. And uh, we we are a, we are a part of. Like we're we're kind of a, a sister church plant to a, a, another local church here. It's about about an hour away, um, called One Church. Um, that's the that's the church where mine and John's pastor is like the head over. And I was I was there Thursday nights and Sunday mornings, uh, either leading leading worship or playing lead guitar. Um, and I was here Friday nights leading worship. And wherever we could find a gig for the Hell Stompers that I was playing, usually on a Saturday night. Uh -huh. And so I was doing a lot, but like my heart was just like, wasn't toward the Lord. Um, and like I was like a closet alcoholic, but what people would say is a functioning alcoholic. Although um, we do a lot of work with people who are coming out of recovery here at One Fire. There's really no such thing as a functioning alcoholic. Um, because you might be going to work and all of that uh -huh. stuff, uh, yeah. but your, your life is, is functioning at way under capacity, but I was, so getting back to the story tired, sorry, I kind of went on a little rabbit trail there. Oh, uh, it's okay. I, I was, I was, out, I was over at a buddy of mine's house and we were playing cards one night and we were, we were drinking real heavy. I mean, I, I only, I really only, I mean, I, I went to these, like I had, they were my drinking buddies, you know, I went over there, we, we got drunk. Um, and I was, I was really, really drunk. Um, but I didn't know it until I couldn't feel my feet. Like we were sitting down playing cards. And so I, I went to, I was like, man, like my foot fell asleep. So what the heck, both my feet fell asleep. I don't know what's going on here. And so I stood up and then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I was like, I drank, I drank too much. This is, this is bad. And, um, I'm like, I look at the time and it's like 1130 at night and I've got to be at work the next morning at five. And I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. Um, but I was like, I'm going to try for it. And so I started, I started pounding a whole bunch of water and eventually had to use the bathroom. And I was in the bathroom and I was washing my hands. And I was splashing water on my face because I was trying to um, I was trying to sober up. And I looked up 
into the mirror and like as my eyes met my eyes in the mirror like i heard i heard the voice of god say how long are you gonna live like this and i was like whoa like and then i was freaking out because i was like god just called me out like i gotta get out of i gotta get out of here like like because the fear of the lord hit me and i was like maybe i can run maybe i can run and he won't see me yeah he straight up surprised you yeah because i was i was not seeking the lord but he he came like i mean and you know people will argue whether i i don't i don't even really know if it was an audible voice or if it was if it was just you know a voice from from in my spirit um but it was the clearest i've ever heard the lord yeah and and i go i go out of the bathroom and i was like i gotta get out of here and my buddies are like there's no way you're driving dude like you couldn't feel your feet like 30 seconds ago and i was like no nah. i was like oh, i don't know man i gotta get out of here I, I can't be here anymore i can't be like i was i was freaking out they were like what's going like what's wrong with you and like like one of my buddies was like did you look like you just saw a ghost because like i was all white and they were like you're about to you're about to pass out dude. you got to stay I was, like, I was like that's not why that's not why i look like this and they were like what and i grabbed my keys i saw my keys on the counter and I just kind of like snatched my keys and like ran. And they were like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they were like chasing me out of the house. And I hopped in my car and took off. And they were texting me like, dude, like turn around. Like you can't be driving like this. And and I just ignored them. Yeah. And I got home. And as I was driving home, dude, I was like, I'm, like, I'm stone cold sober right now. Like I'm. I was like, I'm like, and then that was freaking me out. Like, I don't think I slept at all that night. So you, it got, was like that you got scared sober. Yeah, kind of. Like, and I, yeah. I would, I would love to say that was the last time I drank, but I tried to, I tried to go back to it, but I couldn't, I would, I would have like one sip of whatever. And it would be like, how long are you going to live like this? How long are you going to live like this? And in all that, all that season where I had gotten, I had gotten bitter because like the Lord hadn't answered my, my prayers for a wife. Um, even though obviously there was still character issues that needed to be worked out. Um, I started, I started seeing my girlfriend from high school and like every time I was hanging out with her, the Lord was like, how long are you going to live like this? And so finally I like, I was like, I can't, I just can't live. Like I can't live like this anymore. Not even like, I don't want to drink and I don't want to like hang out with girls that are no good for me anymore. It was like, I can't, I can't keep hearing this voice in my head. And I was like, I was like, I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this. And, uh, I had a meet, I called my pastor, pastor John. And I I said, Hey, what are you doing right now? I said, I need to come talk to you. And he was like, okay. And so we met up at the church and he was like, what's up? And I just spilled my guts, just everything. And he was like, he was like, man, he was like, really? he's like, how long has this been going on? I was like, almost a year. And he was like, he was like, man, he's like, why are you waiting until now to tell me? And I was like, I don't like, I don't even like now I realize like, I don't even really think I wanted help. I was just like, I was just bitter and was being selfish. And he was like, man, like you gotta, you gotta come talk to me before it gets like this. And by the by the grace of God after after that 
uh, after that conversation, like I quit, like I quit drinking. Um, and I don't, I don't say this to, to brag on me. I say this to, to boast in the Lord. Like I didn't go to AA. I didn't go to like a rehab. I didn't go to anything. Um, and I was what people would call again, a, a functioning alcoholic, but, uh, I couldn't see alcohol and not drink it. And I couldn't drink without getting drunk. And so there, like, so I still was for the most part on time to everything, um, which is something that's like, I'm, I'm that guy who's like on time to everything. Um, and like, John was like, you, you're like, you were starting to be like shifty, like in the, like in the month leading up to when I was talking to him, he was like, you're starting to get all shifty. Like, and, and I was like, yeah, dude, I knew that I knew it was coming unraveled. Um, and it was probably like two or three weeks from the time that the Lord said that to me. And so I finally went and talked to John. Um, but that, that's where that song comes from. Like it took a while to write. Um, and I, maybe I was a little embarrassed at first of that because like I had all of these people and like I said, one fire works with a lot of people who are coming out of coming out of recovery. And I was like embarrassed that these people were going to be like, man, Harry's a fraud. And I, and I like being completely honest, I was, dude, I was a hypocrite. Like I was, I was telling people to live a sober lifestyle and I myself wasn't living a sober lifestyle. And like, so it was a big, it was kind of a big deal for, for me coming out of that, being able to write a song about, about that struggle in my life. And then, t- and then telling people, Hey, this is what this is really about. Like, it's not just like, you know, it's not just some song, like people kind of think that I wrote it about like some of the guys that we've helped in the recovery process. And that I'm sure has helped craft that song, but it's the, I had that chorus for a while and I had that first, that first verse for a while. Um, and like, that was like from my testimony. And then I kind of used other pieces from other people's testimonies to kind of write that song. So, and you know what? It is a great song and uh, it just, it, it goes to a point. It, it shows that even if you are a pastor or you're a uh, worship leader, you're human. Yeah. You, you have your faults. You have your uh, trials and tribulations that you have to take just like we do. You know, yeah. um, sometimes a lot of parishioners, a lot of people from church, they'll look at somebody and think that they're all perfect and and just if, you know, nothing, they, they can do nothing wrong because they're, they're in that authority, uh, you know, yeah. authority figure. But my, I respect... Uh, I respect people of authority if they if they're honest with their flaws. You know, I've I've met pastors that were drug dealers, um, that were gangbangers, that were uh, you know, you know, functioning alcoholics. You know, I, I I met so many, but but then they were open. And they were vulnerable and they were able to speak about that and, and how the power of God had pushed them away from there. 
Yeah, amen. And that's I mean, and that's what it's about. You look in you look in Revelation, uh, and it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony, and loving not their own lives even unto death. And like the like the everybody everybody who's a Christian would agree that the blood of the Lamb is powerful. It's it's you know it's it's the sacrificial blood of Jesus, Amen. the King, right? But I think that we discount our testimonies, but our testimony and not being selfish are in that same passage of scripture where it says it says we they overcame. And I'm not saying that our testimony is like equal to the blood of the lamb, but it's like it's like one, two, three right there. Like the the blood of the lamb. Right. Because the blood of the lamb is what sanctifies us. And then our testimony is what empowers other people to be like to to come to a relationship with God. Like so many people, so many people that like that that we've seen saved here at, at the church or out and about. Um, it's because of the testimony. It's because like because like you said, like they think that people, like people who don't come to church, think that people who come to church either have it all figured out or they act like they have it all figured out. Um, which isn't the case that no, like nobody's perfect, which is why we needed a perfect savior. And the fact that we in the leadership of this church, like we make it a point to share with people, like we are not perfect. We did not come from being perfect. Um, it's because it's the word of the testimony of, of what Jesus Christ has accomplished in our lives. And it's nothing that we could do on our own. We didn't read some self-help book that got us out of our funk. We didn't start some crazy diet and exercise routine that changed our lives. Um, but we like we allowed Jesus into our hearts and allowed him to change us by his Holy Spirit. And then now, as you as you read the Bible, as you mature in Christ, you realize that it's really you love Jesus first. You love others, and then, and then you, like you minister to the Lord, you minister to others, and then you minister to yourself. And so that's the part of loving not your own life even unto death. Like, yes, there is the aspect there of, of martyrdom, but like, if we're willing, like, if we be- if we really believed like the gospel enough to be willing to die for what we believe, like that that that's what changes people like that's why when persecution like i mean we're so so lucky here in america that we're not persecuted really like our persecution is like a paper cut compared to what um people go go through in the middle east but you would think americans would say man people are dying like over in the middle east the churches must be must be crashing and they're not like People are people are going, and the gospel is being you know proclaimed, you know, and it's growing. Amen, amen. Hey. All right, we are getting close to the end of the show. Um, is there anything you need to plug? Uh, merchandise, a website, because we need to help our fellow Christians when they go out there. Because nine times out of ten, it comes out of out of your pocket, and um, you know. If uh, the new listeners, the um, 
the the new fans or or even the old fans that you like they're they're like wondering where can I get that cool hat that I just mentioned er, earlier in in the show or where can uh where can I get a uh cassette tape cuz I looked on your uh website and there was a cassette tape on there so yeah so so right now everything is on Harry Love and the Hell Stompers on the Facebook page uh I do not have a, a website um, I'm on Instagram, the same handle, Harry Love and the Hell Stompers, all one word. Um, and for for shows, uh, let me let me double check my calendar here. For the Hell Stompers, I don't. I've got a. Um, I'm playing at this 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 place called the Porch in Daytona. It's kind of like a like a coffee shop. Uh, they do worship nights on Sunday nights. I'm playing there August 20th. And then um, in August, October, I've got a show with Forest Street Mission Band with Tim Spencer. Um, they're releasing uh, their, I think it's their another EP. I don't know how many of those details I'm, I'm allowed to share. Because <laughs> I, I haven't seen a whole bunch of uh, promotion for it yet. So I don't want to speak too much. Um, and then October 28th, I've got a uh, I've got a show here in Eustis with um, a, a buddy of ours uh, from from Flatfoot 56, Tobin Ballwinkle. I don't know if you know Flatfoot 56 or Tobin, um, but long story short, uh, Pastor John gave his life to the Lord because of a Flatfoot 56 song, and uh, was was able to meet. Flatfoot 56 at a show here in Orlando and became connected with Tobin. And so we try to have him out every once a year. Um, and he's, he's like, Hey, I'm going to be in Florida this, this time. So find a date. And so 28th, we're doing that. But also the first week of October, uh, pastor John and I are kind of going on an evangelism tour. We've got this, uh, this mini Winnebago that somebody donated to the church um and we're using it for ministry we're going to take it up to south carolina uh this is this is our maiden voyage um and we're just going to stop wherever you know wherever the lord leads us whether that's a walmart parking lot or a gas station and we're just going to get out and play some tunes and preach the gospel and pray with people and so that's that's going to be happening the first week of october so uh, on the on the social medias, there will be some content around that. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about the thing in October because it's it'll be kind of like a little mini tour. We're probably we're gonna take a couple of days getting up to South Carolina, even though it's not a very long drive, um, and just stop and, and preach the gospel. Awesome, so, that is awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna go to the bare bones and just get up there and just yeah. be street. Uh, street preachers yeah. back to the but it's funny back to the busking days because we're i don't think we're gonna take any sound equipment or anything like that like i think we're just gonna do like an acoustic and um and he's gonna play the box drum and we're just gonna go out there and stomp on hell and we're praying we're gonna lead people to christ see people give their lives to the lord and be filled with the holy spirit and uh be set on fire to to do what you know what we just did in some Walmart parking lot somewhere in their community. Now, like now they're going back into their community 
And so that's that's what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping to see happen with that trip. That's what we're praying into. Yeah, amen, amen. All right, guys. Well, here we go. We're going to rock out with the last song, uh, You Visited Me. Uh, don't just listen to these three songs. You know, listen to more of his music because – God is really um, anointing him with the uh, the message and the music and and it's it's just an uplifting tale. Uh, the testimony is uplifting to help not only heal you but get you closer to God, and that's what that's what we all strive for. Yeah, all the I forgot to say all the all the music's on all the, the major streaming platforms. I'm with District Kids, so they put it everywhere. So it's wherever you listen to music, just type in Harry Love and the Hell Stompers, you'll find it. Awesome, awesome. I can't I can't wait to hear some more new music coming out. And I'm kinda jealous because y'all you get to hang out with Or Street and uh you yeah. know, I know them, they're really good guys. They were on yeah, the show awesome last guys. year, so all right guys, here it is. Let's rock and roll again with You Visited Me by Harry Love and the Hell Stompers here on the Johnny Tumble Show Story.
All right, I'd like to thank my guest for being on the show, Harry Love. I appreciate everything that he is doing for the ministry and building the kingdom with the other children of God, the family of Christ. You know, just just it's just awesome to see someone like that. I want to thank all the new listeners to happen to show up on. If you think this is a Food Network, uh, you know, special where I will teach you the proper way to make street tacos. I hate to be the bearer of bad news because this is not a Food Network. But you know what? I want to turn it around and give you the good news. The good news is you get edification from Jesus Christ through the testimony of my guests and my constant babbling. I want to thank you. You did not come here by mistake. There is a message for you and you are welcome and you are safe and God loves you and Jesus wants to be in your heart. Just let him in. I want to thank all the diehard listeners. You know who you are. I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> now, uh, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing on this um, podcast here. Uh, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. We're building the kingdom without you. I would just be talking to myself in the wall, and that would give ample ammunition for my wife to put me away for life in Gotham. Whoa, I'm tired. Anyways, thank you all. And I pray that each and every one of you gets to know Jesus and gets to have that relationship. And just don't let things stop you. Don't let church hurt stop you. Don't let people staring at you because of what you wear. Don't let people stare at you because you have tattoos or what you do or who you are or your money status or you know just just be a child of god that's all jesus wants he wants to have a relationship with you and to all those people that that do sound like that you have to have a wake-up call because we love you we want to be with you we want this family of god to flourish and just open up the hearts of each and every one individual that is lost and bring them home because that's what we are we are the we are the children who need to be out there and bring in home the prodigal sons and daughters to jesus christ y'all have a good day and god bless you and god keep you until next time my friends thank you Oh, yeah, I also want to give a shout-out to Sergio Pollock and Chris Johnson for the awesome music and production. Without them, this won't be as pristine. So thank you, guys, and we'll see you soon.